Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from odorous oozes to traveling trance. And today, we're talking about ogres, and we're talking about trolls. Hey Brian, I see what you did there. Oh yeah, yeah, good choice. Thank you. So, uh, so today we are talking about ogres and trolls, and I know there's a lot more exotic stuff that I, I really want to get to. I'm sure our listeners really want to get to, but I got to thinking it's been a long time. We've been doing the show for a while, and, we, and there's stuff we haven't talked about it. We yeah, because we t- we took it for granted that like like everybody we'll everybody it. knows everybody yeah. knows that yeah, but. but we want to catalog everything. Indeed. I do. So ogres and trolls are important in D&D. They're a pretty prolific monster. Um, pretty much everyone, at least, is semi-aware of what they are. Yeah, and, they're uh, like the building blocks of evil fantasy creatures. Very much so. So I want to talk about them. So now we're talking about them. So they're evil, right? Generally? Uh, yes, generally speaking, both, both monstrosities are quite evil. And the reason we are putting both of them in one episode is because their lore isn't quite as extensive as some of the other things we're going to talk about. So rather than have like two 15 minute podcasts, let's just have one half hour podcast. Well, yeah, but also, um, I hope we hit that time. Yeah, me too. But also, uh, they're very similar in a lot of ways. They're both giant kin for one, right? Okay. Which we'll get into. 
Um, they also they fulfill a very similar combat and roleplay niche in the game. So like they're both to a certain extent really great like low level boss monsters. Yeah. Or uh, at the higher levels, they're both pretty solid, powerful mob creatures. Yes. And they both are a good way to introduce new players to like the concept of a large, powerful solo creature. Yeah. That you guys got to uh, outthink. And because they're both kind of on the dumber side of things, like they're just like more like a force of nature. It's like this big brute. What do you do? Yeah. The CR. What's the CR? Like three or four on them. I think for the ogre, the CR might be two, which I know seems a little low, but at low levels, that's pretty high. Yeah. Um, and there are there are options for ogres uh, in some of the other books that aren't the monster manual. Yeah. Basically, it's like your first bulky thing you'll yeah. probably fight in a in a regular standard campaign like it's got a big chunk of hp it's got a decent ac like probably under 15 right yeah i think it's like 14 or something like that i don't know i'd have to look at the stats i think trolls are a higher uh cr i think they're five okay i know they can swing on you yeah i I, either way like trolls are are definitely tougher than ogres but uh, the same the same yeah i kind of want to ask how separate are we going to keep this episode like are we gonna should we identify the main differences between ogres and trolls at the beginning or do you just want to kind of explain them both and um i'm going to probably explain them both separately but if you have a question just ask me okay cool so let's get into ogres then. let's start with ogres so ogres for those who don't know are Gigantic humanoids with like really muscular bodies. Um, sometimes they'll have like a real big pot belly, but generally speaking, mm-hmm. they're all muscle, robust creatures. Giant, nine to ten feet tall. They weigh anywhere from six hundred to a thousand pounds. They're usually depicted Ugh. as fairly hairless or without, you know, with very little hair. Yeah, don't they have like really smooth, like kind of, like... yeah, like a brownish, tannish, or mm-hmm. even grayish skin. Yeah. Um, they got like a piggish face. That's how I kind um, of um, picture not the piggish face, but the skin. That's how I kind of picture orcs too. Yeah, very similar. They're not related, but there are some similarities between ogres and orcs, and they they can interbreed, as we talked about in the orcs episode. Yes. Um, but yeah, piggish face. They have small pointed ears and very large, sharp, prominent teeth. Yeah, like um, like walrus tusks almost, or, right? um, or like elephant tusks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say maybe, so. Maybe not so long. Very similar to orcs. They have a very similar kind of tooth structure. Is it that thing where they can't like close their mouth without their teeth like hanging over their lips? Uh, I mean, you can depict them like that. Like it, it varies. That's okay. the thing. You know, all these monsters it varies it from setting to setting and whatnot. They're based off of uh, ancient fairy tales uh, about right. big, big hairy monsters that eat children. Which yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of similarities, but right, uh, it, it's kind of its own thing now. I mean, like your infant babies <clears throat> are at risk in five E. Um, very much so. Um, in Lord of the Rings, there are beings called trolls and they are much more like to D&D ogres and D&D trolls. I don't know if you remember the scene in uh, Fellowship of the Ring where they've got a cave troll. Oh yeah. And then the right. big monstrous ogre basically it was an ogre comes bur- bursting through. So yeah, I would say that ogres in D&D are also based off trolls from Lord of the Rings. So it's but trolls semi- in D&D are not based off trolls from Lord so of the Rings. So between that, it's interchangeable. But kind of in five E, we, we need like defined I roles grew up, for each names for each creature. Yeah, for some reason, I grew up thinking that in Tolkien's work, tro- the word troll and the word ogre were interchangeable. Yeah, that's the what I same mean. way yeah. that goblin and orc were. Right. But okay. I was I was doing my reading on um on Tolkien trolls, and I couldn't find anywhere where it said that. I was like, man, I don't know why I thought that. I just did. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But moving on. So ogres in D and D are noted to be incredibly stupid. <laughs> Cool. They they have right. an average intelligence of about five. Most cannot count past the number ten, um, and most only know a smattering of words in either giant or common. Just kind of depends on where they exist. Just um, enough to like ask where the bathroom is. 
<laughs> I guess so, yeah. Um, they are, they're easily fooled. They're very gullible. But despite that, they're not easy to manipulate because of their knack of smashing anything that they don't understand. Okay. Easily angered, easily irritated, easily turned to smashing. So they're not smashing like <clears throat> trees or rocks. They'll smash anything. They don't care. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, what's the scope of understanding is what I'm trying to get at here. Oh, I mean, yeah. They're yeah, not they going to smash a tree 10, to smash So if they tree. see the number 11, they're my, just going to fuck my it up. My point here is if a charismatic rogue is trying to... Uh, entice it to be friends entice or it to get out of a situation it, that rogue needs to be careful not to use words too big or concepts too complicated or or anything like that because that will initially set off the order. yeah be like just basic basic friendship make friends right exactly you'd be just my be friend nice guy my name tom indeed <laughs> um so ogres uh they are giant kin i think they are the result of Anam's wife being promiscuous again and cheating on Anam. Oh. Yeah. I think in the Giants episode, I called Anam's wife Hiatia. That was wrong. Hiatia is actually Anam's one of Anam's daughters, and she is the mother of Furbolg. But that's a different episode. His wife's name is actually Athea. Just want to get that straight. Sometimes I see things that are wrong, guys. And I, I see the corrections, and then I make note of them, and I try and correct them later. So anyways. <laughs> I mean, I'm still confused. So yeah, right. Well, I, uh, Athea, I, I don't blame you. Athea cheated on Anam and uh, Ogres. <laughs> how Greek. How how very Greek of them. Yes, yeah. very much so. So um, so being giant kin, they are technically part of the Ordning. And Ogres ah, are at... I love the, me the Ordning. The Ordning, yeah. The ogres are at the very, very, very bottom of the Ordning. You know, we talk about all the different <laughs> types sucks. of Giants. And That's then, the worst place to be, right. at the bottom of the Ordning. Indeed. And then after Giants is uh, beings called Ettons, which we'll talk about another day. They're like two head. They're kind of like Hill Giants, but they have two heads. And they're a little bit smaller, but they're bigger than all the other Giant Kin. That's really what it comes down to. They're just bigger than all the other Giant Kin, so they're technically a little higher in the Ordning. Okay. Um, then it's uh, the blanket term of Giant Kin, with the exception of Ogres, because after the blanket term of Giant Kin, at the very bottom, Ogres. Okay. And it really comes down <laughs> to they're the smallest and the stupidest. And there, there was some What is more- it, Mog? Is Mog bad? Or is Mog um, bad? Mod is good. <laughs> Right? Mod is good, Mog is bad. Most Mog. I think so. Yeah. Gosh, it's I don't even know. It's been know. a while since that episode. Well, anyways, I, 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 was reading, I, was reading, I was reading some lore where uh, sometimes ogres are aware of the ordering and you know, they kind of worship giants as gods. I've, <laughs> I've, I've read other lore where it's like, they're so stupid, they don't even, like, they they are not likely to know what the ordering is or what it means. And if they did, they, they're they very unlikely to even acknowledge it because they're so dumb and angry and they don't care. Like, yeah, okay. You know, if a, if a giant shows up, yeah, they'll obey the giant because it's bigger. But they Damn, don't. Damn, why even like list them on the ordning? It's because like whether they like know an ownership not, thing? on the cosmic level, like this, the, remember that the ordning thing is decreed by the gods True. of giants. It's, okay. It's a divine thing. It's it's like, fuck, they got yeah, our genes. We have to kind of like write them on there as a we'll footnote. We'll just scribble them in at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, Ogres are usually solitary creatures. Um, again, they're they're really dumb, so they're like at most dressed in like a loincloth. Yeah, okay, that's like oftentimes the way I... they're nude. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to dwell in mountainous or foresty areas uh, near the outskirts of humanoid society. Um, kind of like hags, where hags yeah. live in the boonies, but still within a couple days travel of yeah. society, so, so that people they can, can prey get there. on society. Right. It's kind of the same way with ogres. It's like far enough away from society to not be hunted, but close enough to raid farms and such as it wishes, you know, cool. to eat them sheep. 
Eat them sheep. So more notable than their stupidity is uh, their short tempers and their gluttonous natures. Uh, Pretty much any slight towards them, any insult, any minor discomfort will send them into a violent fit of fury. Nice. They'll just just fly off the handle. So really cool to put just like an uh, an ogre sitting in the middle of the road and like... If you have any volatile, any volatility within your players, they're going to set off this. It's essentially a trap. It's essentially a trap. Yeah. Um, Much like hill giants, uh, ogres will eat almost anything, although they do have a particular taste for the flesh of dwarves, halflings and elves. But the combination of this like can't relate fury and Uh their um, their taste for pretty much anything basically makes them into enormous rage monsters that will kill and devour pretty much anything they come across. Okay. So they're not really people, <laughs> according <laughs> to this lore. They're just monstrous rage glutton yeah. facility There's. Monsters. I wonder where the community of D&D draws the line at like what they want as a creature and a monster. Well, I think with ogres, it just comes down to like an intelligence thing. They're more like an animal. Right. Because with orcs, really... people are like, nah, this is a people... Well, yeah, because they're smarter. Like right. they're more, they're more sentient, if you will. So while while ogres are like, they're barely above the intelligence of a wolf. Barely. It, was it like, is it an intelligence based thing that makes people want to say that, or is it like a social structure that makes people want to say that? I mean, a little bit of dumb. both. Like bullywugs, they're not like the smartest. Yeah, but still, they have like an eight or a nine on the intelligence. That's true. Level. They can speak. Like, but when you when you have a five, like you don't have a culture, you don't have you don't have a language, you can barely speak anything. You keep trying to eat rocks. It's not good. Yeah, exactly. It's not nutritious. So, nope. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> where was I? Um, so yeah, they'll they'll eat anything, and like I I would I would rate them as not really a people. Okay, I mean they don't sound like a people to me either. I yeah. just kind of so, wanted to bring so that I, up. So I said that they they tend to be solitary creatures. Right. This is generally true, but there are exceptions. An ogre can be coaxed into working with orcs or goblinoids or even trolls if they're beaten into submission or or bribed they could be bribed with like okay. food and stuff like nice. they're smart enough to be like oh okay you give me deer carcass every day i'll i'll hang out and smash with you yeah so, sweet i'll stand i'll stand at the yeah. front of this cave whatever um bigger beings obviously have uh better luck with this you know dragons and giants are the ones most notable of using ogres also hags hags will use ogres as well oh, that's cool specifically i believe the anise hag is really noted to kind of keep trolls and ogres as pets well, you can like charm a like a hag could like charm a, an ogre yeah like, easily, do its easily but also just like overpower the ogre you're well, mine yeah okay i feed you you do what i say like We're fear done. my giant goat that i ride into battle sure yeah absolutely <laughs> um ogres can form small bands or gangs with other ogres and they just an ogre squad <laughs> running through the mountains that's scary to me like ogre holy squad. shit <laughs> um but yeah but still like generally very solitary monsters um they'll sometimes they'll be the ones bullying the orcs into doing stuff for them yeah so sometimes you'll there'll be like a bunch of orcs with the ogre in charge okay it could happen so yeah any questions so far about ogres? anything could happen uh no not really I'm, I'm more interested i'm way more interested than the troll i'm gonna be honest all uh, we'll, my we'll, questions are troll we'll related get to trolls we'll get okay. to trolls so okay there is a creature very very distantly related to ogres um so much so that they used to just be called ogre mages but now they they have their own name. They're they're called onis, which is, oh yeah, okay. is a Japanese word for demon. I'm not sure. Yeah, about that. or it's, like vampire or something like yeah, that. Like an oni was yeah. like a like an incubus or something like that. Something I don't really know. But they're distantly related to trolls. They look or not trolls. Distantly related to ogres. They look kind of like big blue 
Oni's. Yeah, the Oni's blue. Yeah, and they are they're large and magical, and they are far more intelligent than ogres. And uh, due to their casting abilities, they are known as ogre mages. Like nice. I said before, cool. So their mo is abducting people and eating them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, they they can actually shape shift into humanoids, and they'll Ooh. infiltrate settlements. Nice. They'll gain the trust of people, and then slowly select their mor- their morsels of choice. Nice. So they're not as stupid, like nearly. As no, stupid. they're not stupid at all. They're high, highly intelligent, very distantly related. They're not going to get their own episodes. So I figured they're going to mention them here. Yeah. Them okay. Here. Also, I believe they have like the power to enter people's dreams and fuck with them there. Whoa. They're like nightmare monsters. Some Freddy Krueger shit. So yeah, that's Onis. I don't know if you have any questions about Onis. I mean, they operate solitarily. They don't really associate themselves with their cousins. Like when I, when you say that, like, do I have any questions? I feel like it's not worth asking. It's more worth just like I'm going to look at them on Wikipedia later. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're cool. <laughs> um, like, they're cool. They're scary. I remember there was a Yu-Gi-Oh card called Blue Blooded Oni, and it was like fifteen bucks at one point. But For sure, yeah, that's all I got. It was okay. it was a zombie. It was like a vampire. <clears throat> so. I want to take this moment to, before we move on to Trolls, well, before that, we're going to take short rest, but before we move on to Trolls, I want to take a moment to talk about Dragonlance Ogres. Okay. Because they different? are drastically different. Okay. So they, we're talking about, I guess technically we're, we're talking about classic or Forgotten Realms Ogres? No, no, no. This isn't classic. This is very specifically Dragonlance No, yeah, ogres. I mean before this conversation. Yeah, this is just Ogres in general. This uh, depiction of Ogres does not really change from setting to setting or... Okay. Or addition to addition. Unless it's Dragonlance. Unless it's Dragonlance. Let's talk about it. So, in the world of Dragonlance, there there are a bunch of deities, but they're like three major deities. The deity of Good Paladine, of Neutrality, Galeen, and of Evil, Tachesis. That's cool. That's it, a good set. We've talked about Tachesis before. Yeah. We will do a Dragonlance episode, and yes, we have talked about Tachesis in the Tiamat episode. She'll... Maybe she'll get her own episode. I don't know. We'll, we'll do a Dragonlance episode one of these days. It's We're going to really look at cool it. <laughs> because I heard through the grapevine that they may be working on a Dragonlance movie. Ooh. And so I think, okay, so Wizards just announced that the, they're going to be getting into um, other settings very soon. Nice. Okay. And a lot of people are saying, well, it's probably going to be Ever on a Dark Sun. Those are like the two most popular. And mm-hmm. I completely agree. And they're awesome. I really look forward to that. But. I was going through the forums, and some people were bringing up, don't be surprised if Dragonlance gets a really prominent push, because word through the grapevine is, they're making a movie um, for the book Dragons of Autumn Twilight, which is kind of like, if you're going to get into Dragonlance, that's kind of where you should start. Okay. Good book. I'm really excited. I hope it's good. Anyways, back to back to Ogres. So, the three gods. Each of these deities created a... Kind of like their main race. Like, they each created a major race of the world of Kryn. Okay. Uh, Paladine uh, created the elves. Galene created the humans. And Tachesis created beings called ogres. Okay. Now, these beings were basically like the perfect people in Tachesis's eyes. They were incredibly beautiful, really tall. They looked like almost like blue elves, except for they were even, they were supposed to be even more supernaturally beautiful than elves. Okay. They were incredibly magically proficient. They were like, they were just, they were good at everything. Sure. And they, it's because that's the way she made them. Cause she made them after her herself, if you will. Nice. Like, the way she sees herself. People in their own image. And so they're like, they're mighty, hyper intelligent, hyper magical, hyper beautiful. Hyper. And they basically created like an empire that dominated half the world. Ooh. And, it got to the point where their superiority complex and their arrogance was so large that they considered themselves higher than even the gods. It angered Takisa so much, she curses them and turns them into giant monstrosities. Now, it was really hard for me to look up because, like, 
in all my reading of Dragonlance, like I, there was plenty of ogre lore, but I never actually saw a freaking ogre or read a ogre actually doing something on this on the screen, if you will, right. of, of the book I'm reading. Okay, um, because it they, they just never came up. They never seemed to be that prominent. They're kind of like tucked away in their corner of the world. So I don't actually know what they're supposed to look like, and I couldn't find any proper description. So I'm imagining that they look like regular D and D ogres now. Oh, okay, I just know that they got turned ugly and. Not less dumb, or not dumber, though, because they're still cunning as shit. And they actually rule the Minotaurs in Kryn, which that's that's a whole other discussion. Okay. But yeah, they're just drastically different. I thought it was an interesting take. I thought we should talk about it. Maybe that maybe now they're just, like, shy because they're not good-looking anymore. Um, I mean, they, they still dominate. Like, they still have a nation. Sure. I've just never read any books that go into the nation, so I actually don't know that much about ogres in Dragonlance. Okay. But I thought that bit of lore was pretty interesting. There was a small clan of ogres that um, were protected from Tachesis' curse by Paladine because basically, like... They rejected Tachesis. They kind of turned to good. They begged Paladine for protection. He gave it to them, but they're exiled to an island, and there are people called the Urda. But again, another episode, another way day. Way different. Yeah, yeah way, right. way, way different. It's a completely different thing. It's just like almost different. just like something else just called exactly. ogres. Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. But I thought it was interesting, and people should know about it. All so right. with that, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we're not talking about those last two things, though. One thing that the, la- the last content we're not talking about that, we're talking about you guys and how much we love you. Mm-hmm. Mm, listeners, <laughs> thanks for being here. No, really, though, really, thank you. Thank you, guys. 
let's talk about some people from Patreon that came on board. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some shout outs to do. Uh, we do. Our recording schedule got a little muddled up just a little bit. So it kind of pushed things out. So we had a lot of people. Thank you guys. Um, Joey Castaldo. Thank you. Thank you, Joey. Uh, Chris Navarro. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Nick Pless. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Quinn Sullivan. Thank you. Thank you, Quinn. Uh, Samuel Gomez. Thank you, thank Samuel. You. And Chemicult. Thank you, Chemicult. Thank and you. Also, I believe we we mispronounced someone's name on probably our previous shout out, which was probably a few episodes again ago. We we announced him as Stephanie Deemer. Oh, I'm pretty sure their name is Stephen Deemer. So shout out to Stephen Deemer. Sorry we got your name wrong the first probably time. Probably my yeah. bad. <laughs> it's, it's Sorry, bud. Okay. <laughs> Um, and then uh, our contest ended uh, a while it, ago. Yeah, a while ago. At this point, um, <laughs> well, we know the winners now. Yeah, and we knew the winners um, for a little just, bit, just not like we recorded we ahead recorded, of time. Yeah. yeah. So um, we want to thank uh, we want to thank you guys so much for everybody who participated in the contest. The goal was to get the word out about the show, and we definitely saw that reflected in the growth of the show. You yeah. guys did that, and we super appreciate. Thank it. Thank you so much. It really helps when you guys talk about the show to. Uh, your friends or whoever and tell them that it exists and hopefully they listen uh, and like it. Yeah. And yeah. congratulations to our winners who yes. are Dumpstat Int on YouTube. on YouTube, which is a very, very clever name. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Congrats. And uh, also the winner from Twitter was Lady Soraya 28 is the handle. Congrats to you too. Yeah. Um, go find those people and give them some love. <laughs> maybe if you that's if you're into that, mm-hmm. if they're into that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Um, if you, I know you guys have found us, but if you want to find us in other places, we're on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast. You can find us on YouTube, search the dungeon cast there. Thanks, Josh Freeland. Miss you, bud. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at the dungeon cast. You can email us at the dungeon cast at gmail.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash the dungeon cast. Go check out some sweet bonus content there. Mm-hmm. And uh, content. Back to the show. Back to the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the back half of the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian, that's Will, and today we're talking about Odor, Suzes, and something troll. It's Trolls time. It's Trolls time. Uh-huh. Today yeah. we're talking about Trolls. We are. We are. Well, we're trying to. Will, tell me about Trolls, All Will. right. All right. So, I like Trolls a lot. <laughs> Great intro, Brian. Uh, I like Trolls a lot. We, we did the intro. That was the... That, that was something the else. The mid-tro? The mid... Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but thank you. So, so Trolls are... In my opinion, a lot fucking scarier than ogres. Number one, their CR is a lot higher, but there's a lot of things about them that are just... If I had to deal with one in real-life circumstances, I'd rather deal with ogre because I might. 1% chance of getting out of that alive. That's what uh, my great-great-great-great-granddaddy always said is trolls are troublesome. It's it's very true. Tricky trolls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very much so. Yep. So trolls are... They're also giant humanoids. They stand about nine feet tall. That's really big. They tend to have mossy green kind of skin color mm. and are covered in various warts and moles. Kind of like a hag. Um, they are... Though they are strong and muscular like an ogre, they tend to be a lot leaner and a lot lankier than ogres. Right. Uh, while ogres are about 600 to 1,000 pounds, trolls usually average about 500 pounds. Yeah, they got long, greasy hair and thick nasty mm-hmm. fingernail claws they have or very something. long limbs and their arms are ended with monstrous needle-like claws needle-like made for claws. Star- stabbing and for tearing made for stabbing yeah they also Some of my walk- favorite things are made for stabbing <laughs> indeed they also walk with fairly pronounced hunched then you'll often see them like dragging their hands on the ground yeah. as they're walking around keeps yeah. them sharp yeah yeah i would say so <laughs> <laughs> um i couldn't really find an origin for trolls other than a they're giant kin they're, they're okay. So what always comes to mind is like the bridge troll that 
you know, it yeah. pops out from under the bridge and asks you riddles. And so if you solve the riddle, it lets you pass. Yeah. But this thing's just going to stab you. This thing's going to fucking eat you. And we're going to get into the hows and whys. But <laughs> the before we do that, um, they can be found pretty much anywhere because they can sustain almost any environment, any out in existence as lone hunters. They they do tend to be very solitary like ogres, although they can form clans with a matriarch. Uh, the matriarch is called a trollop. Oh. And yeah, that's even fucking scarier. Um, so the hows and whys of eating. Hows and whys of eating. Okay, so they... Okay, hold on. Before that. They are... <laughs> okay. They're kind of dumb too. Kind of like ogres. But they are notably more intelligent and cunning. Their intelligence is about a seven. And the, their behavior, as we were just saying, is usually dictated by one thing, hunger. They're... I, I wouldn't say cursed, but they're all afflicted with this horrifically voracious appetite. Ooh. And they will eat anything they will that they can catch. Nice. Um, they'll even eat other trolls, which we'll kind of get into at the end of the episode. Um, mm. Besides their horrific hunger, their most notable and infamous trait is their extremely potent regenerative abilities. Yes, that's really um, cool. Because I've ran it. I'm a little more knowledgeable on the troll topic because I right. ran a troll in, you did. in one of our games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, they they Their hides are like this odd rubbery kind of texture and any wounds inflicted upon them are regenerated pretty quickly. I think uh, in mechanics terms, like every round they're regenerating X amount of HP. Right. Um, this, this regenerative thing even uh, extends to severed limbs and severed heads. Mm. If you don't kill this thing, even if you could have its head, that's not going to kill it. That head will grow back. Removing the head or destroying the brain. Sorry, not kill it. That's not enough. That's not good advice. Don't say that. <laughs> that's how you kill zombies. That's how you kill zombies. Um, this this regenerative ability is so notable that troll blood is often really sought after and for its magical properties. Nice. Now, Just drink a little straight the, up. Yeah, see the, what happens. The offset, it's on a wild ride. Right. The offset of this superpower, if you will, uh, is their susceptibility to fire and acid. Yes. So this is actually the only way to kill a troll is when they're um, when they're hit by either fire or acid, it, it stalls out their regenerative For abilities. For ter- that turn that they got yeah. hit by it. Yeah. So generally speaking, to kill a troll, you have to kill them with either fire or acid, and then they won't regenerate, and then they'll die. Right. So or- if they're like below HP and they can't regenerate, they die. Don't they have to f- like pass a save to do the regen? Nope. I remember something, some role being involved. There should not be. I, oh. I think I looked at the stat, and even if that is a thing, that shouldn't be in my... My experience with trolls in actual D and D fiction and like Dragonlance books and and Forgotten Realms books, no, that shit is they it's like Wolverine. A, they just have healing factor. Yeah, Wolverine yeah. doesn't roll to heal; he just heals. So it's the same. As a matter of fact, it's so beyond their control. It's actually a huge factor in some other things that happens with them. Probably why they need to eat so much. Um. Yeah. So the regenerative power, like I said, is super not under their control and can oftentimes backfire or lead to what is called a troll freak where their regenerative genetics freaks out and if enough damage is done to them it could like put their regeneration in overdrive and suddenly they'll have like extra limbs or heads growing from oh no areas yeah or just like the arm you chopped off becomes like an extra troll and the arm becomes a leg instead of an arm that'd be Uh, weird yeah it could be stuff like that sure (laughs) that's pretty extreme but yeah that could super totally happen so another thing with this regenerative property is what's called dire troll transformation okay so remember i told you trolls will eat fucking anything including other trolls so if a troll in its ravenous hunger eats another troll it will probably cause it to grow to an unusually large size it's like you ate something else with the regenerative property and now you go into overdrive and you get bigger and 
meaner. They they and, drank they drank some blood straight up, uh, unfiltered. And right, just like mess with them. It will also cause them to get a taste for troll flesh, and they'll continue to seek out other trolls and grow bigger. Damn. And just get huger. We should have talked nasty. about this in our making of villains episode. It's called. It's. I just had this idea right now. It's called the troll train, and a troll, <laughs> a troll eats a troll, uh-huh. and then a troll eats that troll, and then a troll eats that troll. Sure. And now you have a super villain, super mega giant troll, super troll. Uh, yeah, mega, super I mega. Saw, ultra I saw troll. a trailer for the Megalodon <laughs> movie with Jason Statham. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's basically the Megalodon, but it's a troll. Okay, cool. And now Jason Statham has to kill it. Awesome. With fire and acid. Sounds sounds fun. Oh, yeah. So You're it, welcome, new D&D campaign with, that just started it with that idea. With this uh, new taste for not only the troll flesh, but for the for the power boost, it gets to the point where these dire trolls will literally start like taking limbs and heads of trolls that they don't finish eating and fusing it to their body. Oh, God. And they just become these giant monstrosities. They just like open a wound on their like front part of their shoulder and, and like splicing just, yeah, other just, troll like, parts to them. Like hold it there until yeah. it starts to... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's a thing that can happen. I punch more. Yeah. So... <laughs> Even gross. more. That's gross. Yeah, it is gross. Even more on this. Tro- so trolls kind of have like this unstable biology. It's yeah. really what this all comes kind of comes down to. Um, and because of this unstable biology, other things can mutate and transform them. So if a troll is exposed to high levels of elemental magic. Um, God, I thought you were going to say gamma rays. No. <laughs> if they're exposed to high levels of elemental magic um, that they then regenerate back from and survive, it can transform them into like variant versions of themselves. And you can find most of these. I, It was either in Volo's Guide or it was in uh, Toma Foes. I think it was Toma Foes. And there's a few examples. So, for instance, if a troll gets in a fight with a necromancer and a lot of necrotic damage is done to it and it flees or gets away but manages to regenerate itself it can become what's called a rot troll and it'll get off give off like a necrotic aura and it'll be just covered in like pustules and disease and whatnot oh good and it'll have like different disease powers and oh that's great there's a spirit troll if it's subjected to enough psychic like damage and psychic like um environments or whatever it can turn into like this incorporeal phantom troll monster oh my god yeah. okay and then there's the venom troll which is like this disgusting looking pustule monster but like can spew poison and shit and it got yeah. taken by over by the symbiosuit sure <laughs> and, and and those are the only three examples that were given but i you can extend this to pretty much any element like an ice troll a fire troll um i don't know i think i just make more superhero references in this scenario because it's like my job Right, I think so. That is your job. My job is to ignore them and then just keep yeah. telling the viewers what they want to know. But for the record, <laughs> Will knows way more superhero stuff than I, I do. do. I'm much, much more versed in, in both DC <laughs> and Marvel comics than you are. <laughs> so uh, that's all I got on Trolls. I don't know if you got any questions. Um, oh, man. Like, so, okay, so if... I guess my question is, if you wanted to do the classic bridge troll thing and like have a player solve a riddle yeah. to defeat the monster, or you know, obviously you can fight everything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um, what monster are you going to use? Because it doesn't sound like you're going to use a troll, hmm. unless you use the troll. I mean, you ate, could just use the troll, the, sure. The troll at the top of the troll train, sure, absolutely, you could do that. Yeah, I wouldn't probably just because I don't know they're so different to me. So, I, hmm. yeah, that's what I when I when that's I used it, question. I was like, this isn't like. This, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I made my, not. I flavored my troll yeah. like in, like a lot, but essentially it was just you know the stat block running around and doing the damage and etc. But I don't know, maybe a furbold. Oh, 
For what? For oh, for yeah, okay. maybe a furbolg. I don't know. That's kind of that's yeah. interesting. I like that. Yeah, but all in all, like, like smart enough for that. Or I mean, just take an ogre stat block, slap a new name on it, and make it more intelligent. Bam, you have your bridge troll. Yeah, I guess you, know you can I mean? have a troll and just like maybe the only thing it's good at is riddles in the thinking realm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because like it's just that, not the same creature. It's such a classic. But like it's your world, so you could just change trolls. These trolls don't exist. It's only riddle trolls exist. Yeah, and only, they live under bridges. Only some dumbass bridge trolls. Mm-hmm. Like there's one of every color. What I what I what I'm getting at is like it's such a fantasy trope to have the bridge troll that asks you the riddle. It's like very that's fairy a, tale. Yeah, very, fairy the very tale, classic yeah. fantasy story. Why did D and D decide to? like strip that all away and do something kind of that. I've seen this scenario happen a few times where they take something and just strip it and call it troll or what, what have you. Okay. So I agree with what you're saying. I think in this case, what they, and this is what I think they tend to do. They come up with a cool concept and then rather than call it something obscure, they just take some name from like a, from something familiar. Yeah. Cause like Knowles, the, like the word Knoll, I think it was supposed to be a combination of the word gnome and the word troll and Knowles have nothing to do with either. <laughs> fantasy neither of those things. Tro- yeah. With either fantasy trolls or D and D trolls or fantasy gnomes or D and D gnomes, like just completely they're hyena <laughs> men. Like they just, they just do that because okay. the name is familiar to people. So they'll remember it. But they don't necessarily want the fairy tale monster. They want right. the, the thing that they made up. So I mean, that's fair to a certain degree. I mean, yeah, it's they're trying to create like a unique game. So yeah, but yeah, it's the bridge troll and D and D trolls. Nothing to do with each other. You did fine, wizards. I'm just wondering. Yeah, no. It's, I honestly, I think that the D and D troll is a really fucking cool monster. Idea. I love it. It's legit awesome. I just kind of like. I'm, I think I'm just brainwashed from my childhood of being like, yeah, bridge troll. <laughs> yeah. And it's just what you're used and to. I literally, yeah. I can't even unattach the word bridge from it. I'm just like, yeah, bridge troll. But I had to like, re- <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of the trolls in Tolkien's work are more like bridge trolls, like the, uh, the stone trolls that Bilbo runs into in the Hobbit, you know, they're, they're obviously not riddle like asking trolls, but they, um, they talk and they're intelligent. Like they obviously have a culture in the book and they're, they're kind of funny and like their names are like bill and, and there's one named bill. I, the other two have normal names as well, like real English names. Oh, okay. Like they are blatantly like a transformation and take of like the fairy tale bridge troll. Okay, cool. But like also there's other trolls and tokens work that aren't like that. They're like big dumb ogres. So it's all fluid. Maybe it's like that telephone effect where it's like, Oh, they, like I, if I keep telling people about troll, if I tell somebody about a troll and they tell somebody else about a troll, eventually it becomes something completely different from what I said. Right, right, exactly. What's the name? I'm gonna look that up. What the name of that shit is? It's called telephone game. Like when you play with yeah, kids. I understand what you're referring yeah. to. But with that being said, I think we're done. Let's I call think, it a game. I think we have now talked about ogres and trolls, and we don't need to talk about it again in the show. And now we can get on to the more juicy, crazy Ooh, stuff. Get ready for the next like two months, guys, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be wild up in we're here for we've, a wild summer. We've been waiting to do some of our heavier topics because we were waiting for Mordenkind to. Exactly. And now it, it has. It did drop. So guess what? We're getting into it. Asmodeus. Asmodeus. <laughs> okay, let's, let's call go. it a game. Right, <laughs> the Dungeon Cast. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I hit record. I'm stretching. We're going to do this show, man. It's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. I feel it in my bones. (laughs) Or so I tell myself. Are we ready? Yes.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.